Hi there, I'm Kaylee, the newest member to Team Johnson. We're still working on that job title. But I'm here to read you today's review titled The Total Package by Sam Golba Fitness. Shalene's podcast is literally the best one-stop shop for everything you need. She covers business, finances, relationships, parenting, health, girl talk, and everything in between. Many people dominate one or two categories, but she dominates it all. She's a prime example of everything I want to become and shows you not only that you can have it all, but how to have it all. Thanks for rocking it, Shalene and Team Johnson. Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shalene Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, Mom, this one's all you. Over the course of the last, I'd say, year, maybe year and a half, but predominantly the last six months, our inbox has been getting more and more requests from people who either would like to have me on the show or Brock on their show, or more commonly, it's people pitching themselves to be on our show, whether that's Build Your Tribe or The Shaleen Show. And I've noticed there's been some interesting trends, like people are beginning to realize that podcasts are like an incredible medium, not just a medium, but a media platform. I've spoke to many people who are business owners whose businesses have taken off or books sold out after being featured on a top podcast. And you've probably noticed like everyone and their brother is starting a podcast. And maybe you've started a podcast, or maybe you're trying to get on podcasts, or maybe you're trying to get top podcasters on your podcast. Either way, it's really getting very competitive. And because of that, some interesting things have popped up, like agents who just represent either podcasters or people who want to be guests on podcast. And this, you've got to be very careful of it because there are agents out there who are going to charge you to get you on podcast. And they're like, I can get you on five podcasts a week. And they're going to charge you per podcast. And they may or may not be qualified to do that, number one. Number two, they may be charging you a ridiculous amount of money to do something that you're better suited to do yourself. Or number three, they may be getting you on podcasts, which frankly are not going to get your name out there. No one's going to hear them. They're a nice person with a nice microphone, but no one's going to hear it because frankly, it's a very competitive space. Now, I'm not going to spend much time talking about whether you should start your own podcast or not, or whether you should try to be a guest on people's podcasts. But let me just cut to the chase and tell you. If you don't already have a big following and you want to start a podcast, one of the best ways to get a bigger following to start your podcast is by getting on great podcasts. But doing that is more of an art form than it is a science. And I think a lot of people are doing it the wrong way. They think if they have an agency or somebody else representing them on their team, or if they just create these mass mailings and email spam tons of top podcasters that you're going to be like, wow, this person's got incredible credentials. Let's get them on the show. I don't feel that way. I personally want to give that opportunity first and foremost to people who are my students 
Secondly, to people who I actually know, like, trust, and have a relationship with. And then beyond that, it's stories that I find that are super interesting, compelling, that are going to serve you, the listener. I would dare say that most podcasters, big podcasters, people who have like a, you know, a lot of downloads continuously and regularly rank in the top 25 or the top 50, even in the top 100, to do that routinely week after week after week requires consistency. Now, many people, when they launch a podcast, they get a ton of downloads right in the beginning, and so they're going to rank pretty quickly. So if someone sends me a notification or a request to be on their show, and they tell me that they're a top-ranked or top-10 or top-100 podcast, and I go and look and they're not there, I know they probably rank there once or for a couple of weeks, but they couldn't hold it. Like Holding it and sustaining it requires a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of research, a lot of time. It's not for everyone. And side note, if you're sending an inquiry to someone who is a top podcaster, it's very likely that those types of claims that you are a top podcaster or that you get millions of downloads, it's pretty easy to check those statistics. There are sites like chartable.com that allow you to look at people's rankings. And actually, if you have a paid membership, you can see all kinds of analytics, not just about your own show, but about your competitor shows and the industry in general. So I do recommend if you're pretty serious about getting on podcasts or having top guests on yours, that you do a little bit more research and understand that. And I want to save you some time today by playing some advice and feedback from people who I've had the good fortune of meeting through podcasting. I asked some of my friends who are top podcasters to share with me their own experiences, like kind of pros and cons and what they think is going on in this space. And also how to be successful if you're trying to pitch yourself or trying to get somebody on your show. Today, you'll hear from my friend Jordan Harbinger, who's freaking hysterical. By the way, all these people have amazing podcasts. I've learned so much from them. So I will put links to all of their shows below in the show notes. You definitely want to subscribe to their podcast. Jordan Harbinger, Paul Culligan, who is the founder of The Podcast Report. You've heard him on a previous episode of The Chalene Show. He just really has his finger on the pulse of podcasting, and he happens to manage a lot of other podcasters. So he's got a really interesting perspective, and I saved that one for last, so stay tuned all the way to the end. Amy Porterfield, you will love her, especially if you love business podcasts. You'll also hear from my husband, Brett, who is one of the people who makes that final decision on whether they're going to present a guest idea to me. You'll also hear from Sean Stevenson of The Model Health Show. This first message is from Jordan Harbinger. I consider him a friend, and I think if you listen to his podcast, you're going to consider him a friend too. He's just one of those people, like if you want to listen to someone who doesn't use that quote-unquote podcaster voice, you know what I mean? He's so authentic, he's so freaking funny, but he interviews the best guests. This guy knows how to network. He knows how to interview people. I mean, like, he's such a great interviewer. He knows how to pick the right guests, and he's really captivating and really honest, and he's also from Michigan, and he's also a new dad. Please subscribe to The Jordan Harbinger Show. You will not regret it. He's so dope. All right, Jordan, what's your opinion? Hey, Shaleen, sorry for the delay. I've been changing diapers and trying to catch up on sleep. So a lot of new podcasters, they do the following. They're like, all right, I got a show. I got to get some big guests because I'm going to stand on the shoulders of giants. I'm going to get these popular people and they're going to share it and it's going to make my show popular. 
I'll tell you, through the 13 almost years that I've been doing the Jordan Harbinger show, I can tell you that having big guests on definitively does not do what you think it's going to do. You think that you're going to get a guest on and they're going to share it. And even if they do, you're going to see the tiniest bump. And I mean like a few dozen to a few hundred people clicking on it, then a few percentage of those people listening, and then a few percentage of those people actually staying with you. So you're going to have a tiny, tiny, tiny little piece of that audience. Most people aren't going to share it. You know, if you think that I'm going to go on your show and then share it with my audience, it just doesn't make sense. You'd have to do something so novel and so unique with the interview. And frankly, as a new interviewer, you're just not doing that. You're just not going to get something out of a guest that people haven't heard before that's so novel and so new. So a lot of new podcasters will try gimmicks and things like that, and they'll do lightning round stuff, and none of it's interesting and none of it's new. A lot of it's just lazy. If you want to get really good guests, you have to have the long game mindset in mind. I think what I mean by this really is, why are you getting that guest? You know, are you trying to build an audience that really trusts you? If that's the case, the guests, as long as they're interesting and educational for your audience, they don't really matter. You don't need huge celebrity personalities. You're going to spend so much time trying to book those people and run into the wall a lot. I spent years and years and years just interviewing people I was interested in. I highly recommend that you do that. You're going to need to cut your teeth on dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of interviews before you're really, really good at it in the first place. Also, what you need to be looking for is, or are, guests that are going to be of value to your audience. You have to ask yourself why you want that guest. Most people, when it comes down to it, they want these big guests because they want to build their own credibility. They like standing next to people that are famous so that they look more famous. And that's just sort of influencer circle jerk BS. It's not going to do much for your audience. It's not going to do much for you. It's just a little bit of ego validation in the meantime, and it's not going to build a long-term show or a long-term business. So what do you do? Read the book, go do the work that most people aren't willing to do, and then reach out to somebody, doesn't matter if they're famous or not, tell them why you love their work, what you are going to do for them. And if you don't have a huge audience, that's fine. Just tell them you're really interested in these certain points that they enumerated in their book or in their work, and that's what you want to discuss. Make it easy for them. There are so many pitches in my inbox that are like, hey, I want to have you on my show. It's new yet. It hasn't launched. Well, why do you want to have me on your show? What do you want to talk about? I already know the answer to this. They don't care They just want me on their show because they think having me on their show is going to show up in search results and people are going to go, oh, they had Jordan Harbinger on. Trust me. I'd much rather hear from somebody who goes, I just want to hear about your trips to North Korea because this is a travel podcast and you're the only person I know that's been to North Korea. That is far more interesting than pitch number 8,000 for the month that just wants to have me on their show and they don't care what we talk about. So I hope this helps. Don't bother going for those big names. You don't need them. You just want it because you feel like it makes you look cool. Admit it. Once you get past that, it's going to be a lot easier for you. Let's hear from Amy Porterfield. Now, if you don't listen to her show, I'd be shocked. If you listen to Build Your Tribe, you will definitely love Amy's show. It's called Online Marketing Made Easy with Amy Porterfield. Amy's just a sweetheart. If you've been to one of my events, you've probably seen her speak from the stage. You'll just love her when you hear her voice. But she's been doing this a very long time. She's been podcasting regularly, sharing her answers since 2013. 
So it's not surprising that she gets a lot of people pitching to have her on their show or for their opportunity on hers. Here's Amy. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here. I wanted to share some thoughts around the do's and don'ts when you are approaching an influencer because you want to be on their show. So here's a big do. Do your homework. When I receive an email from somebody who can reference past episodes that I've done and can speak intelligently to my audience, they know who I'm talking to, and then they can give specific examples of how they can add value and expand on the content I've already added to the show, It's a huge, huge yes for me because I can then see how they would fit into my show and where they would add value. So one of the big don'ts is don't approach an influencer to be on their show or for them to be on your show if you don't understand their audience. You need to really understand who they are trying to attract, who they talk to on a regular basis. You need to spend some time in this area because When somebody approaches me and says, I want to be on your show and here's what I could do. And they pitch some idea that would never fly with my audience. Then I know instantly they don't know who I'm talking to. And I don't want to waste any time being on anybody's show or having somebody be on my show and not talk to my ideal customer avatar. So that's the number one thing to me. Are we adding value to my audience or am I adding value to the people I want to attract with my message on your show? So you've got to know who the influencer is actually going after. Who is their target market? You need to know this intimately and you need to show that you know it when you email the influencer with the request. Now, here's another one that's a big one for me. When I do a show, let's say on SEO, I tend to get five emails from people that say, hey, I saw that you did an episode on SEO and I'm an SEO expert, so here's how I can add value in that area. But if you pay attention to the flow of my show, I don't do 10 episodes on the same topic. I've already done the SEO episode. It just came out this week. So your email saying you could do more of what I've already done is not going to work. So you need to be creative and add something beyond what I've already have on the show. So that's another do. Pay close attention to the flow of the show. Do they do solo shows? Do they do interviews? How often do they do both? And where can you really add value beyond what's already been done on the show? So if you did want to approach me about SEO and I did just do an episode about that, wait a little while and then make sure that you come to the table with a twist on what I've already done and make sure you relate it back to the audience that I'm attracting. So these are just some of the tips and tricks that tend to work well for us when we say yes to somebody being on my show or we say yes to me being on somebody else's show. I hope you found that valuable. Bye for now. I just had a thought. You know what would be really cool? People are always looking for the type of content that's valuable and useful to post to IGTV. And I just came up with a brilliant idea. If I do say so myself, and I'd like to give it to you. Create an IGTV with a review of your top five podcasts. The favorite podcasts that you listen to that serve you, the names of those podcasts, and why you like them. That's great content for an IGTV. And you could then tag 
the podcast host that you listen to, they'll see it. They're likely to share it. And it's great content. And it's a way for you to connect with those top podcasters. Now, download my report that teaches you exactly how to create an IGTV the right way so that you can maximize the potential for views and reaching new people. All right. There are some tiny little things you can do, little tweaks that could take your IGTV from being viewed by very few people, like 1% of your existing audience, to reaching up to 20% new people, like getting thousands and thousands of more views and also creating great content that serves your existing audience. To receive that download, just go to, well, you can see it in my show notes below, or just remember this, shaleen.com forward slash IGTV. Shaleen.com forward slash IGTV. People are raving about this guide. I just gave you a great idea. I would love for you to do some content like that and let me know how it goes. All right. Next up is Sean Stevenson. His podcast is called The Model Health Show. It is amazing. He really does his research before he interviews a guest carefully selects them. I want you to hear his perspective on podcasting in general. And I've also placed a link below to a recent interview he did with me. And I think you'll love it. Some of this stuff is so Captain Obvious, but sometimes we get in our own way when we're trying to really grow our brands. And podcasting is definitely a huge opportunity, huge platform, and it's just going to get bigger and bigger. It's still really in the grand scheme of things. I think it's just now getting to like preschool as far as the the aging and development of podcasts. So there's still a lot of growth. And I can just speak from experience, you know, when I came out of the gate with my show, and it's been actually six years now, which is totally nuts. It seems like maybe it's been two, but I just knew that I wanted to create as great of a show that I could coming out of the gate. And that does not mean that you need to have all this full production and people you know, professional editings and producers and all this stuff. That's cool if you can hire the folks like that. And it is cost effective. You know, you can find people online, but just creating valuable content, find a way to give something of value. And I did that right out of the gate because I knew that as I was creating this database, this bank of shows, as people find out about me, they're going to be coming back and listening to those older shows. And also I have to know that it's not going to be perfect especially in the beginning, it's not going to be that great, you know? So just you kind of working out things, feeling things out, creating your own thing. Now, one of the biggest ways to grow your show is obviously collaborations with other people who have podcasts because their audience are already podcast listeners. Now, this is where the real important caveat comes into play at. You need to master your level. You have to master your level You know, if you are just starting a podcast and, you know, maybe you've got 100 listeners in your audience, it would be really silly to expect to reach out to Shalene, somebody at her level, to come on her podcast. You know, number one, if, for example, there is a big influx of attention that comes your way, if you just kill it, you know, you bring your absolute A++ game where do people go? Do you have the funnel set up? Do you have the archives of shows already built so that when people come, they can continue to get content from you? You're probably not even ready for that influx and you'd actually be doing yourself a disservice and you miss out on a huge opportunity because you're not ready yet. And so master your level, build your platform 
where you are, collaborate with people who are about at the same place that you are, maybe a little bit lower, maybe a little bit higher on that spectrum. Collaborate with each other, you know, work together and also find ways to cross pollinate outside of the spectrum that you might be in. So I'm in the health space, but I do a lot of business podcasts, you know, as far as me being interviewed on other shows, I do interviews and shows that are dedicated to relationship advice and things like that, you know, so cross pollinate, that's a huge other leverage point. And again, at your level or just above it, just below it. And of course, there are going to be opportunities when the bigger stuff comes along, but you want to make sure that you master your level so you don't miss out on the opportunities because you weren't ready to actually receive them, you know? So last little bit of advice is do your homework. Even if it isn't that gigantic show that you want to collaborate with, just whatever level you're at or above or slightly below, look into their stuff, listen to their show, look at their guests. What caliber, what are they looking for? What does it look like their audience is really interested in? Because that's how you need to package up what you're trying to share, okay? It's not about your thing. It's about how do you cater it to their audience. And actually, it is an overwhelming, yes, overwhelming victory for them to be able to hear from you, to learn from you, right? So you might see this show really has a uh, lean towards New York Times bestselling authors or people who you know have 100,000 people following on social media or whatever it is. Or maybe, you know, again, depending on what level you're at, it doesn't have to be those big numbers, but just paying attention to those things because you don't want to just throw yourself out there and waste your time if you're not in that same kind of caliber that the show is typically used to hosting. So bottom line, master your level, get really good where you are at, stretch yourself, of course, but just get stuff prepared for when the big stuff does become appropriate and those eyeballs do get point on you that you can actually handle all the good stuff that's going to come your way. And this is coming from experience of somebody who's done it the wrong way. And I think um, I'm doing it pretty good at this point now. So I hope that helps and have a good one. All right. Now you get to hear from my husband who always <laughs> tells it like it is. The agency thing doesn't do it for me at all. So like when you have an agency repping yourself and they just blast out kind of like a form letter mm -hmm. and all they do is insert your name and maybe your podcast name show, you know, so that there's a couple edits, but they're pretty generic and you know, they're bad because you respond back to them and they don't get back to you with like three or four days. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense. You're like, you want to be on the podcast show, but you have 72 hours that you wait to get back to anybody. Or my other pet peeve is in that context, whether it's an agency writing us or it's the actual person that wants to be on the podcast and they put in there things that are like intimate, like, I think that I could serve Shalene's tribe. And they kind of express like how they could enhance your tribe or they can bring value to your tribe that they've listened to you and what all that kind of stuff, right? And then you go find them on like three or four different social media channels and they're not even following you. Mm. It's just, you're not real genuine if you're reaching out to be on your show and you're not following that podcast person. Mm. Like even myself, who's been asked to be on podcasts before, mm -hmm. like been approached to be on right. podcasts. As soon as I'm on that person's podcast, I go follow them on Instagram to get kind of like get a vibe from them. Yeah. So if you're asking to be on a podcast show, don't you think you should be watching that person? So you're like watching their stories and you're like figuring out their life. 
So here are some things that people do right to get Shaleen on their show. And I'm sure it would work for, you know, other people that you want to get on your show. Like reach out a couple times before you ask to be on the show. So maybe you do like send an initial email like, hey, how can we help you? We have this thing coming out. We have this new podcast coming out, but I see that you just did a new book or you have this Instagram report or you have whatever. And we'd love to highlight that or feature that on our upcoming podcast. Would you be willing to come onto our podcast and talk about that? Mm -hmm. So they're really serving the person that they want on the show rather than leading with what's in it for them. You know, lead with what's in it for the guest. Another way is that people that have done our programs in the past. So if you've a Marketing Impact Academy student and you've invested in us and you've, you know, we really value those customers. So if you go out on your own and you make a podcast, more than likely, you know, Shaleen or I, if you want either one of us on that podcast, we're going to do it for you other things that if like if you've invested in one of our products and it's worked for you and like you talk about it on your podcast and you, you're not like expecting anything. I was just on a podcast. His name is Rob. His podcast is Play Hard, Work Hard. And it's a great podcast. And he just got on our radar. He'd like, he would like at the journal because he uses it. He loves the journal. So it's a no brainer. I you know, it wasn't like I was looking to what his stats were, like how many downloads he gets. It's just to do good by other people that are like, you know, supporting you too. We are looking for people and we will support other people that we've built a relationship with over the years. Not even over the years, even if it's just been in the past, you know, two or three months. But we tend to go on other people's show and have people on our show that we have a relationship with. Hey, Shaleen, it's Paul. Great question. Can't wait to hear what everybody else had to say. I've definitely got some strong opinions on this one, so thanks for asking me. We are the first line of defense for our clients at the podcast partnership. The open email address that is in the podcast feed that most of these promoters, if you will, promote to comes to our office. And we read the initial ones, at least we read them the first time and more on that in a second, but I see these in bulk, in mass. We get a really interesting view into what is really good, really effective, really bad, really sad. So let's chat, let's start with what doesn't work. Number one, assume that I know the value of what you're offering. You need to tell me what the value is and you need to make it easy and need to make it in the terms of how we can understand what the value is that you've got. If you just assume that we know the value, you're assuming way too much and you're not going to get a response. Number two, if you send this through an obviously form email, um, it says that you don't care. It says that you bought a database. Uh, internally here, it's gonna get you banned. At some point, yeah, you might be offering a perfect guess that follows the what works part, which I'm gonna chat about in a second. But if you send a form email, you're gonna get banned because it says that you don't care. And podcasting is about a bunch of things, but caring for your audience, Caring what you put out there is definitely part of it. The last thing that simply doesn't work is making it clear that you have no idea what the show is about. Tell us something you like about the show. Not flattery, don't kiss up, but tell us why this show caught your attention. Tell us why this show is getting the commentary, getting the email, the voice, whatever it is that's happening. Make it clear that you know what the show is about. Don't make it clear that you have no idea what the show is about. So it doesn't work, assuming I know the value that you're offering. 
sending some sort of obviously form email or bulk text or that kind of thing, and then finally making it clear that you have no idea what the show is about. Don't do that. But let's chat about what works. And these are in order for a reason. Number one, a pattern interrupt. More about that in a second, but there are a lot coming through this office. There is a deluge of it, and it's kind of a mess. So the first thing you have to do when when there's a deluge of anything is you've got to somehow figure out how to rise to the top or even better yet, be put in a different pile. Again, more about that in a second. Number two in the what works category, let us know what's in it for the audience. Podcasting is about service of the audience. And if I don't know what's in it for the audience, we're going to say no. But if you start with what's in it for the audience, now we're going to get intrigued because if what you're offering is what the audience needs, we're at a really good place. And then finally, in that process of serving the audience, if you offer something they can't get anywhere else, and this is key, now I've got exclusivity. Now I've got something that I, well, can't get anywhere else. This is what we're looking for. We want to serve the audience, but let's face it, each one of us wants to be a special flower, if you will. And we want something that they're not able to get anywhere else because then you can even start the show off with here's something you're not going to be able to get anywhere else. So what works in order is the pattern interrupt. Let us know what's in it for the audience. And finally, give us something that they can't get anywhere else. Now, a bonus tip. Everybody listening to this, statistically speaking, is an Amazon Prime customer. That means we can order something from Amazon Prime and we can get it shipped in two days anywhere in the country for free. And you can pay three bucks or something, three fifty, something like that, and get a gift wrapping with a card on that. Think about this. If you have a book, we've gotten on a number of shows by sending books to clients. Nice, simple, easy, and a card on the front that says, hey, we would love to, and again, offer this to your show because it is such a great show, all the things we said before. But nobody's going to turn down, nobody's not going to open a gift from Amazon. And that simple little card at the front can be the start of a conversation that gets people on the show. Nobody turns down a package from Amazon. It is that pattern interrupt, and it can start the process of letting me know what's in it for the audience and letting me know what you're going to give me that they can't get anywhere else. Those are my thoughts. I'd love to hear what you'd think. In terms of what we're up to these days, the podcast report always is in looking for new subscribers. Head out to thepodcastreport.com. But no podcasting as a team. There are six team members to any successful business podcast. We've got a free tool that walks you through them and video explanations for the entire process. You can pick that up at teambeforetech.com. That's teambeforetech.com. Bye now. Well, I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I want to thank my friends who submitted their amazing do's and don'ts and opinions and experiences. It's so valuable. I'll tell you, that is one of my favorite things about podcasting is I've met the most incredible people who are fellow podcasters. It's just the coolest part of being a podcaster. Now, after I finished doing the research for this, I found an episode that I think is so unbelievably fantastic, created by another podcaster. Now, I don't know her personally, but I think she's got a great show. And so I want to give her a shout out. This is Jenna Kutcher. Now, Jenna's podcast is called Gold Digger. And the episode I'm referring to, which is, it's seriously, it is so good. It's like golden. So thank you, Jenna, in advance for creating that. And you guys, you definitely want to listen to this. It's called What Makes a Good Pitch and a Very Bad One. She released it on July 28th of 2019. So just recently, it's so good. 
And it will help you even if maybe what you're struggling with is how to pitch yourself in places other than just podcasts, like you're pitching yourself as an influencer or you're pitching yourself to speak on somebody's stage. I think her advice is spot freaking on. So Jenna, if you're listening, props to you. I look forward to meeting you in person someday. Excellent episode. I will put a link to it below in our show notes. And as always, thank you so much for listening, you guys. It is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. And y'all, we are done. Hey there, I'm Miller DeRay with Team Johnson. I wanted to share with you 11 ways to grow beyond 10,000 Instagram followers and monetize your page. Just go to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash IG hacks or by clicking the link below this episode. Shalene is going to share with you tested and proven tips you can start using today to monetize your account and grow your business with Instagram. If you find these tips helpful, then you definitely want to become a member of the Marketing Impact Academy. Not only will you learn cutting edge, up to date social media growth tactics for Instagram and other social media platforms, but you'll also get the exact steps you need to take to build your brand and a solid business foundation to create multiple streams of passive income and grow your business faster than you ever thought possible with, by the way, Lifetime Access, the only business growth and marketing course you'll ever need. Stop hustling on social media, okay? And get serious about your business growth. And now I'm excited for you to hear what just some of our students have to say about Marketing Impact Academy. I'm a student of Shalene. She taught me how to make millions of dollars. I am being paid six figures a year. I went from about $50,000 a year to over $200,000. What Marketing Impact Academy has done for me, and that was to manage my time and to streamline my business. It's a step-by-step process, and if you follow the steps, you get a return on your investment. That is my absolute favorite part about the Marketing Impact Academy. But also, I've applied her principles in marketing to other industries, including venture capital, products, all kinds of bizarre products. Just in the last few weeks, we closed up a Kickstarter using her principles and we raised over $400,000. Whether you're a busy mom or just a busy person trying to juggle life and your business, I highly recommend trying Marketing Impact Academy. You've got to learn how to market your business and you've got to learn how to market your business the way that we are today. I really want to recommend Marketing Impact Academy because it completely changed my life.